This is your friend Rabbi Patrick, and yeah, it's been a couple of years, hasn't it? <laughs> well, we've had over 10,000 downloads of this podcast, so I suppose it's worked out pretty well. Uh, I'm doing something new now, Pluralistic Rabbinical Seminary, and I want you to know all about it. So this is the first episode of the PRS podcast. Uh, so if you go on Pluralistic Rabbinical Seminary's website, that's jewishpluralism.org, or if you check us out on Facebook at Jewish Pluralism, or you are a podcast subscriber and you just look up Pluralistic Rabbinical Seminary, you'll find us there. But I'm tossing this episode from the PRS podcast over to here, and I hope you enjoy it. Thanks a lot. All right, welcome, welcome to the first ever episode of Pluralistic Rabbinical Seminary podcast. So my name is Rabbi Patrick Bullier. I'm the Director of Innovation, sitting here with my boss, the founder, the director, the principal, the Rosh Hashiva, even though he hates being called that, Rabbi Sandy Zisser. Hello, everyone. Yes, Rosh Hashiva. That was my grandfather. Isn't that a joke? Anyway, so, <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. But it wasn't actually. Uh, hi, all. Happy that you could join us today in our newest endeavor of trying to bring the PRS family into your family, hopefully one podcast at a time. <laughs> I love it. So a uh, few things just to get it out of the way. Here's what you can expect from the podcast. Rabbi Sandy and I are keeping this very conversational, very relaxed, and hopefully kind of fun. Um, you know, when we were talking about what we wanted the PRS podcast to be like, I kind of bounced around some ideas, but truth be told, I feel like we're going to give you a lot of inside baseball on this one, right? We're just going to tell you kind of what's going on, what we're up to, you know, you really see PRS from the inside. And I don't know, Sandy, do you feel like that's a good idea or a bad idea? Well, it, it depends if it's anything like some of our meetings that we have, this could be like four hours long of a podcast, but <laughs> because, because, you know, we, here's the fun thing about what we do is we like what we do a lot and we happen, yeah. happen to like with, like the people that we work with a lot. And a lot of times it's 20 minutes into it. And we're like, we should probably get down to work. So you never know. I think that's a pretty good idea. I think that's going to give uh, uh, more of a rounded feeling of what we and who we actually are. So I think this is, a, this is a great idea. I was very much in favor of this podcast from the second we thought about it. Yeah, that's absolutely true. Yeah, yeah you were totally game. I, I liked that a lot. Um, and yeah, and it's not just going to be us. It happens to just be us today because we're getting this thing kicked off, but you're going to hear from the two of us. And then we have some students and some faculty we're going to bring on. I've, I've, I think there's a few special guests that I'm particularly excited about if we can wrangle them in to, uh, to join us. Yes, that would be totally fun because honestly, we could ramble as much as we can and then it may be interesting, it may not be, but hearing from other people will definitely be a good thing as well. So we're looking yeah. forward to it. We're looking forward to seeing what can happen from these podcasts and and uh, who knows. Yeah, it's, you know, it's the whole idea, I think, in life of, you know, take what you do seriously. We definitely take what we do seriously. You and I talk, message, whatever, you know, five, sometimes six days a week. Uh, but uh, don't take yourself seriously, right? Like life is too short for everything to just be sort of this starched shirt, you know, uh, uptight nonsense, I think. Yes, I think I think you're right. I think that the the idea of take your work seriously, but you don't have to be so serious in life. Uh, it right. is true. Like you know, there's a lot of things that we've accomplished 
in PRS and outside of PRS that, you know, if you look back on it and you would say, you know, you're, you're yourself from 10 years ago, you'd be like, yeah, I'm never going to be able to do that. Yet here we are <laughs> doing some of the things we're doing. And, and it's just so much so that, you know, you think about it and it happens, right? And the fact is that if you're so serious about things all the time, you miss the good parts, right? You miss the fun parts of life. And it's sort of uh, sad when people do that. And you see that a lot, but, you know, you can accomplish, yeah. you can, people can accomplish great things and have a good time doing it. Well, and I think, I, I think it was like maybe a week ago or something like that, that you were telling me about how you were just on YouTube, like searching for some stuff. And like one of the punk tour videos from 13 years ago came up <laughs> yes. and you were telling me which one it was. And I was so mortified. I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I remember recording that. I had you know, no idea what I was doing. We were just in front of a buddy's house, you know, like it was, it was nothing. Yeah. It was a backyard patio. I think it was, or something like that. It looked like it, it was like, it was it was so like raw <laughs> and so yeah so 100 percent unprofessional which was great because you know 11 years ago youtube was wearing diapers you know it wasn't yeah. the, this mega thing that it was now so it fit totally perfectly fine for that you know like the camera quality was horrible <laughs> like there was wind noise and like everything that you're taught like not to do you were doing but everyone was doing and then you look back on it and you're like like I'm sure you you remembered exactly that video. And I mean, I could describe it because, you know, but it's embarrassing to even describe, I think. But the the idea that that you had this idea then and you went for it, right? You didn't just right. say, you say, oh, this would be a fun thing to do. Maybe we'll do it. Eh. You know, it's you just did it. You went for it. And from that video came where we are now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's amazing to think about the journey, the journey of this stuff. And, uh, you know, definitely in this podcast, we want you to learn, you know, more about the program that we developed together, what's involved and, you know, why it may matter to your rabbinical education. If that's something that you're pursuing, we have other options for learning, but we'll kind of tell you about that at the end of this particular episode. Um, but yeah, I, yeah, I really hope that people get a sense of the joy of what we do and the fun and a little sneak peek into what it's like when you and I just are having those conversations. Like you said, when you're 20 minutes into talking to you or Eric uh, Wasser, Rabbi Wasser, or any other number of people, or, uh, you know, Rabbi Amanda Flax, or you know, these other people where, you know, 20 minutes in, it's like, oh yeah, we're supposed to talk about work stuff, aren't we? Uh, right, right, and, right. And just how, how great that is, how wonderful that is. And, right, and you um, know, one of, the, one of the things that you're bringing up though is, is when we're talking with colleagues, Right. And, yeah. and, you know, we have a very interesting job because we're all across the globe. Mm. You know, we're not sitting in an office where you could walk down the hall and say, I'm going to get some coffee. Come with me. You know, we don't have that moment. Right. We have this idea. Um, there's some of us in, in the south of the United States, in the northeast, in the west, in Canada, right. you know, across the globe, uh, in Italy. And you don't have that moment. Right. So when you get together right. to have meetings, whether it be on the phone or on Zoom or some other platform like you just catch up right it's that it's that it's the office banter right all thrown together into one conversation right so like i know that if i'm talking to one of our folks that you know on the tech end of things and and sure and you know there's an issue that we want to work on it'll be 10 10 or 15 minutes into the conversation of hey how you doing haven't talked to you in a while you know how's the family how the friend you know, like we know we know everything yeah. we should know in like a, a normal office setting but we're not 
in a traditional normal office setting by far. So I think that's part of it. You know, I think it's yeah, great. Yeah. And I remember, I guess it would have been about four, four or five years ago when we were first doing the research to figure out what the model for PRS might look like. One of our colleagues who doesn't work at PRS, but, but works at Darshan Yeshiva actually said, well, it's very important that you have a physical office with a door, with an address, so everyone will know exactly where you are. And it lends the credibility and the legitimacy and then we start working on PRS. We're like, you know what? That's not necessary. That's an extra expense that we'd have to pass on to the students. It's money that we couldn't pay the faculty with, uh, the educators. And then suddenly COVID happened. Everyone shut down their offices. And it's like, well, we certainly didn't predict COVID, but dang if we didn't kind of dodge that one. Right, can right. Can you imagine paying right. rent on a space that we couldn't have afforded and didn't want anyway? Oh, exactly. You know? Right. No, yeah. no, for sure. I mean, there, there are times that, I mean, we're lucky enough that we have space to work. The fact is that that overhead doesn't have to be passed on. You're right. Like that is totally something that we don't need. It, you don't need to, ha we're in a world where you don't need a physical address to be credible. Right. You know, and right. for sure, for sure, COVID happened. Like who knew, like who would think that, that, you know, COVID happening would not have an impact. Right. Like right, you right. would assume, but I mean, we, we launched the school a, a little bit before <laughs> like the world three shut months. down three, three months, months yeah. right, three months before the world shut down. And like, it had almost no impact because yeah. we didn't have to figure out how to transfer everything online. We were already online. You know, we didn't have to yeah. train people on how to use zoom. We we're already using a platform, you know, like we didn't have to train any, not, we had no learning curve. So it, right. it was, it was, really waiting for the technology to catch up with us if you remember when we first were on things were good and then millions of other people started joining the, the same platforms and they had to upgrade you know it was their right. issues like we didn't have that right. so it was it was definitely fortunate but i don't think i think if anything the fact that people went to remote learning and began to say oh yeah we're, like online learning that's a thing we could do that that only right. only made us more credible Right. <laughs> you know, that, right. that. So, right. It's one of the few times I feel like in my career that something that I got to work on that was forward thinking mm -hmm. was forward thinking by this much. Right. Yeah. So like a lot right. of things I've worked on have been so forward thinking right. that it took years for people to, to get into it. And so I had to deal just on a, a personal level and on a professional level with a lot of mm -hmm. flack. Right. right. And uh, and this was the first time where we were cutting edge. But just because of a, a fluke of history, you know, we ended up being, you know, not this much ahead, this large amount ahead, but just enough ahead, you right. know, and, and that that was a very weird place to be in uh, just it for was. me on a personal level, yeah. you know. Yeah, it was. It was you definitely know? it definitely was a very weird place. Now, and I remember like those three months before. Right. Like you could right. never you could never even imagine like, you know, the world shutting down. Right. Like that was like an right. unheard of thing. Like who, who would even think? Yeah. But I, right. I do remember I remember the you know, we had about two and a half, three years of planning for for PRS. Right. right. Uh, the majority of the time was was getting the right faculty in place. Right. Um, and then, you know, I do remember that moment when we, you know, push the virtual button on the website right you know right. uh i was actually in a restaurant in manhattan uh my family uh my extended family had just were going to a broadway show and i didn't 
I couldn't go. I didn't want to go. I don't remember. You know, it was an okay. anti-social moment or something. I don't know. But I met them. <laughs> I met them for dinner, and okay. we were going. We were going live like at seven p.m. Like we were going to hit the. Sure. And I was and I was sitting there saying, like, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. That's a. It's a big deal, right? And then we did sure. it, and nothing happened. Like you know, <laughs> the website went live, yeah. and I was like, oh, the world didn't like <laughs> my thinking. The world didn't end for us being so radical. And of course, it only took right. three months you know like you know yeah, uh, but yeah. there was this moment of like oh we're about to like do something really cool and it happened and it was like this moment of okay now we have to like you build it and they will come moment you know like now right, we just right. now we see what happens um but it was a, i remember it being very like wow look what we just did you know it took three years but look what we just did you know i i, I remember that moment really well you know i don't even think i was yeah. i had dinner I was too nervous to actually have dinner. You were too night, nervous. Oh, you know, man. like there's oh, a lot of, man. there was a lot going into it, you know? Right. Right. You know, a lot riding on it. Well, and it was interesting because, you know, for the victory of being able to create not only a cohort, because the idea originally uh -huh. was that it would be a two year cohort. We'd have one cohort right. that go for two years. Then we'd have another cohort for another two years. Right. And then you were the one who took the initiative to say, no, 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 let's, let's do a year to year to year. So still right. two year cohorts, but instead of having one cohort and only focusing on those individuals for two years before starting another group, uh, the idea of the back-to-back, -back. and I, I believed that it was possible, but I figured it would be a little bit of a skin skin of our teeth type of thing, mm -hmm. and it totally wasn't. I was very surprised right. by that, especially when you consider that initially we were thinking about doing a traditional academic calendar where we would start in the fall and right. all that, and we ended up pushing by, I guess, what would have been 90, not even 90 days, like 60 days, really, mm -hmm. um, so that we could get started in the winter so that it lined up with our fiscal year, right. um, which ended up saving us a, a ton of time. And I know it was frustrating for a few of the students that were really excited about starting in the fall, right. but, uh, right. you but know, they, I thought, yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that's I, first, our first cohort were real troopers for that. You know, they, yeah, they believed, yeah, they were they, great. They believed in what we were doing and they, they, yeah, yeah. you know, had patience with us because we were working it out really, you know? Yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, one of they the, were things, the pioneers. Yeah. One of the things that was great about, the January start, which was a byproduct uh, of what happened was that we didn't have to worry about losing like one of the first months of school to Jewish holidays, right? Because right. either September, or October, you know, you're going to lose a good amount of days. I mean, this past, this past cycle of Jewish holidays of Rosh Hashanah Yom Kippur, I mean, there was nine days of work in September, right. <laughs> you know, like right. That, was, right. that, that doesn't work well for school. And, and for our purposes, that's mid-year. You know, that's right. that's not beginning. So that really helped us, actually. It turned out to be a great thing, <laughs> even though yeah. originally it was, oh, we have to we have to not do this yet. And then it was it worked out great in the end. Well, yeah. And it's that idea. It goes back to the idea of just kind of challenging a little bit of the convention. Right. Because the conventional mm -hmm. thinking is school starts in the fall. Well, why does school start in the fall? There's no right. rule that says schools have to start in the fall. Plenty Correct. of people start their first semester of college in the winter because maybe they take a few months off in between mm -hmm. one program and another or uh you know maybe you take a gap year and so that challenges when you can when you can get started so why not just start it in the winter and yeah you you bypass all of those problems of well mm -hmm. there's three days of orientation and getting the kinks out of the system and then now we're just gonna shut down for a month 
and then we'll come right. back and we'll hope that everybody remembers the one unit of homework they did before right. they stopped working entirely and coming back. I mean, you, you can't, you know, you can't teach a foreign language in one week, take a, a month off and then remember it when you come back. Right? This right. is just not, that's not going to happen. Right. And we're blessed, you know, with our faculty, we have uh, a large percentage of rabbis and cantors on, on our faculty, they're busy in September and October, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, they have, they have, you know, a lot of them have high holiday gigs and they have, you know, synagogues of their own to, have to worry about. And like, you know, it's, it's, it, it's great for them as well because they don't have to worry about starting something new at that time. Right. You know, and right. then figuring that out. So that's great for them as well. So, I mean, I think it worked out great all around. Yeah. Yeah, but totally absolutely. unplanned, you know, but I think that <laughs> I, I totally unplanned, but I, I also think that that lends itself to what we do. I mean, it's, it's like quintessential to what we do. We, we are, we don't have to be the norm. Like it doesn't have to be always the way it is, right? It doesn't have to be, right. oh, it's always done this way. So we have to do it this way. Like you said, you know, school starts in the fall. Well, why? Uh, because someone decided right. somewhere it does, you know? So for our purposes, it's great. It works out perfectly and and it, it's a good thing it's a good thing and having and having two cohorts running simultaneously that that is wonderful for the students because it gives them more of a community yeah because yeah. we do have we do have we do give them that ability to as as the students know to actually interact which is great yeah and then looking at now that we have already graduated the first cohort, mm -hmm. how most of them have stayed in communication and are now talking to yeah. two other cohorts worth of students, not including, by the way, the students that have pre-registered in for, for 2023. So, so right. 11 months from now. Right. So it's, it's amazing that you have this alumni, um, this alumni cohort that is sort of giving advice. I know in, in one of the Slack channels that we used, I decided to poke the bear a little bit by saying, uh, hey, you know, 2020 cohort, uh, tell us what your experiences were with the innovation program and, and give uh -huh. some advice to, you know, the, the other cohorts. And of course, their advice was just do the freaking thing. Just like, get your homework done. <laughs> right. <laughs> just get right, your homework right. done. <laughs> right. Hey, Don't hey, delay. that's valid advice. Okay. <laughs> It's good. Well, it's, I feel, you know, yeah, that's funny, I feel like though. everybody's given that advice now because, you know, everybody, sure. especially if you have like teenagers or middle school students, you know, and, and all of the work is put on Canvas or Schoology or one of these other things, yeah. you know, it's the same, it's the same issue of just like the, the learning management system is there you have to do the work like it's posted so just get it right. done right. i feel like that's the national conversation is get your homework done <laughs> sure you know so, I, you know right well because because what you know i i don't enjoy homework as a rule right. personally like right. like from the teaching aspect fine if it's reinforcing it great but like for math you don't need like 30 problems one problem's enough to know if you know what you're doing you know like give us a right. few but homework wise you know there's a, such a push and we we obviously in our program don't give tests, you know, traditional tests. We don't do things right. like that because everyone's an adult. So it's not as if right. we we need to do it that way. But uh, there's still work a workload that you know if you're not up on, you're going to collect it, <laughs> and it has. Mm -hmm. And you know you have to pay the toll at the end, right? You have to have all that work done. So that's mm -hmm. good advice. It's I mean you know stay on top of your stuff. That's that's the advice. It's great. Um, yeah. 
I remember in the last uh, cohort orientation that we did, uh, one of the students who was you know, joining that cohort, getting started mm -hmm. for 2022 said, well, what do we do if we're behind on our homework? Uh, or we shouldn't really say homework, our assignments. What do we right, do if we're right. behind on our assignments? And the answer was, you just don't. Right. You don't. You don't get behind on right, your assignments right, because right. because it it's it is you know for the for the academic work the the sort of core mm -hmm. work the mishnah of it if you will and then the innovation program it's it's human beings who are teaching those classes grading those papers giving that right. feedback um, the electives are a little different because then you're getting into a mix of some courses that are completely asynchronous and completely on your own with tests, then you have mentorship systems, and you have third-party systems, and right. you have independent studies. So those, uh, I suppose, pedagogies or whatever the right term is, uh, can all be a little different. But for the academic courses, you know, that you're really managing and um, working with the educators on who teach mm -hmm. those courses, and then myself as the person running the innovation program, yeah, it's just, it's, it's interpersonal. So if you don't do your assignments, you're letting yourself down, but then you're also, you know, not thinking very much of the educator who's teaching you every week uh, right. or multiple times a week, depending on, on what the course looks like. Right. And, you know, one of the things about the way our program is, is created is that you have these four quarters a year, right? There are nine week sessions with a week off in between. So the week off in between the quarters allows for minimal catch-up, but also allows people to do things like the innovation program and the Alexis right. program without having to balance it off against the, the actual core courses that they have to take. So we right. build that time in, but people have to realize that and use it wisely <laughs> to succeed with it. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. also, you know, and also the, the few months that we have off, there is that Jewish holiday month whenever that falls, September, October. But then there's also, we have uh, you know, December off, we have August off because the majority of our students have full-time families or full-time jobs or both, you know, so that we give right. them that time off. Right. It's, it's time off because they need the time off. Like the educators need a time off, students need a time off, but it's also a time to catch up on work. But you're right. right. Like the best answer to what if I fall behind? The answer is don't fall behind. <laughs> That's right. the best answer right. you could give because it's it's an answer, but it's also advice. And and yeah. by the way, go back going back to the first thing we talked about. It's life. You don't want to fall behind in life, right? Right. Because right. because you, you can't. <laughs> so right. It's that simple. It's yeah. a life skill. It's a life skill. So yeah, it's true. Yeah. It's true. Well, I. I kind of thought it might be fun just to share this. So, um, you know, we can talk a little bit about more, more about ourselves and what we mm -hmm. do. I also thought it'd be kind of fun just to talk about like, what did you do at the seminary this week? What's a, what's a week in the life of Rabbi Zisser? So you're, you're the founder and director. Yeah. So tell us about that. And, uh, and what did you do this week? So this is, you know, each week is different. Uh, right. which is, which is fun. I mean, there's, there's always things that we're working on and trying to, to improve on. And um, I spent this week, uh, some of the time was just talking with students, right? With, with, uh, through the Slack channels or on uh, email, answering questions they had, checking in to see how they were doing. Um, there was also, of course, we have a almost steady uh, influx of inquiry, right? So there's always one or two emails come in a day about, you know, 
inquiring about the seminary, uh, looking to see if if the person who is emailing uh, is a fit for us. Uh, sure. You know, a lot of the times there are questions about well, I you know the, the last one we received was uh, well you know I've studied Hebrew I don't remember how to speak it so well but I read it great is that going to be a problem you know questions right, like that right. questions like that right. to questions like oh well you know how long does it take for x to happen after you know you're ordained you know questions that come about so I've, i spend time doing that as well what's what's very fun is that you know we have uh, a project we've been working on with our our friends at um Judaism Unbound on Yeshiva, right? Yeah. That that we that I've been working on and you've been working on. So that's taken up some time as well, which is great. Which you know, I don't know if we want to just hint to it now and not tell anyone yet, but you know, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gonna be cool. It's gonna be really yeah. cool. And that's all we're and, saying. You know, we yeah, that's all we're saying. <laughs> and we we're really fortunate that you know there are so many different ways to learn courses that no one mm -hmm. seminary could ever hold mm -hmm. right and so having these options like with the electives where you can kind of go out and you can take a course at this college or you can be mentored directly by this rabbi or go mm -hmm. to these third-party websites that we have vetted and we know are providing you know good quality um so that you don't feel stuck just learning from from us um so not, I, that I, bad, I, so not that it's bad. No, no, not that it's bad. No, not at all. But, uh, you know, I think it goes back to its pluralistic rabbinical seminary. It's not super liberal rabbinical seminary or this type of movement rabbinical seminary or quickie right. smicha rabbinical seminary or to become, you know, a rabbi click here seminary, right? right? It's it's pluralistic and pluralistic means, this is one of my favorite stories. The same week you're talk, talking about like things going live, the same week we had a class by a classical reform rabbi, mm -hmm. uh, Nadia, Nadia Saritsky, so uh, a female rabbi. Uh, we had her class on LGBTQ Jewish thought go up as an elective. So we had hers go up, and then we had um, we had Rabbi Joseph Kolakowski, who is a Hasidic rabbi. We had his course on a master course on uh, Hasidism go up. So those went up like I think a day apart from each other. So when we're talking about pluralism, I mean we really mean it. It, it doesn't just mean this section of the Jewish community or right. that section of the Jewish community. It truly means everybody and. Right. Um, you can see in the you can see in the ordination videos up on uh, up online and on our website. You know you can see like the vast diversity of people, mm -hmm. um, people there, and having that that one moment. I think it was maybe into like the second quarter of the first cohort or something like that. Having that moment where both of those classes came up live on the electives, I thought, yes. th this is it. This is it. Like this is exactly <laughs> the point. Like this right. this exact moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, so the the fact is that that's that's what we're really looking at, right? The idea of of um, where to study from. Like, you know, we have the ability to partner with so many people, right? So, like yeah. the folks at the folks at on Yeshiva, uh, like the Yivo Institute for Jewish yeah, Research, yeah. you know, the, 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 yeah. with, with their Yiddish intensives that they offer through us, um, the Israel Institute for Biblical Studies. You know, yeah. these are these are places that our students would pr probably never get to, you know, without, right. without, you know, our guidance to them because we've partnered with them and we've partnered with them right. for reasons, you know, and right. it's true. Like right. we have our, the face of Judaism 
at PRS is the face of Judaism, not just our version of it, right? The idea of of um, what Judaism looks to us. No, what Judaism is to right. us is like everybody, you know. And right. it's true. It's true from the photos and the and the um, the the videos from ordination and from our classes. I mean, we have people from everywhere, you know, working yeah. Yeah. and working together. It's great. But by the way, I'm not going to let you all off the hook. You, you have to put me on the spot of what I did this week. What did you do this week? Uh, you know, it was it was remarkably <laughs> like yours, actually. So uh, so the innovation program uh, is funny to me because, you know, instead of having a you know, master's thesis that one writes, right? Mm -hmm. Some gigantic paper that gets submitted at the end of this thing. Uh, instead, what you do is you create a program, you create sure. a nonprofit, you create a business, uh, you build your independent rabbinate in some mm -hmm. capacity or another. So I had a, I had a student who uh, came, wanted to do an, a, a meeting with me, just a little 15 minute check-in. And he said, you know, I know that you offer a biblical Aramaic class. And I said, well, yeah, we do. We offer credit for a biblical Aramaic class. And he said, I would rather take biblical Aramaic than deal with the stress of figuring out how to use an Excel spreadsheet. And I thought, wow, <laughs> this is this is great. This is good. This is good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because because in that same uh, I think that same month, you know, a couple of weeks earlier, someone said the exact opposite thing. Right. They said like, right. oh, my goodness, this innovation thing, I'll have this done in like 90 days, but mm -hmm. I don't know how I'm going to keep up with my academic work. And so it's it's fun to see that diversity. Um, so, yeah, so, so that was pretty cool. And then, um, you know, in, in my case, sort of working with all of the different people in the greater umbrella of our organization, you know, making sure that you have what you need, mm -hmm. uh, making sure our director of operations, our uh, director of digital experience, that all of those people are getting the resources, time, energy, uh, meetings moved around, so logistical right. type stuff. Um, sort of things like that and some software, some geeky software things that are like not interesting to talk about at all, unless you happen to know what an IPN handler is. If you know what that is, that's what I worked on. And if you know what an IPN handler is <laughs> and you want to become a rabbi, we are your school. We are, yeah, we are great. You, know, yeah. we, you are, you're our people. It's a, uh, it's a uh, lawnsman at that point. That's so funny. You know? sure. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. But uh, yeah, yeah. So just like geeky things, techy stuff. That's fun. Well, that's good because you, you enjoy that and that's good. I I I also enjoy yeah, it, but not I, for enjoy, that. Enjoy you know? enjoy when it came to the the IPN handler was yeah, the put uh -huh. that in quotation marks. Oh yes, air quotes, yes. <laughs> that was less yes. than fun. <laughs> uh -huh, I'm sure. I'm sure. But at least you knew what you were doing, I guess. Uh that's funny. So I did. I did. That's, that's good. That's good. Yeah. So the so our weeks are 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 interesting because you know we have so many different things that we do and so many different roles we play um but but it's all about what we're good at right i yeah, i would yeah. i would not volunteer to do the the ip handler thing i i just wouldn't you know like it would <laughs> it wouldn't be my thing to do uh but what's also fun about the, what you just were talking about was that i know that you're doing it and and a lot of the 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 geeky stuff that you do weekly uh is because well, someone's got to do it, right? <laughs> and you know how to do it, but it's also you enjoy it. 
you know yeah. so and yeah. the and the things that I do like talking to people about the seminary and and finding out about them and and hearing their backstory to see why they want to do you know be part of it that's exciting you know that I yeah. I really enjoy that part so so I'll talk to a lot of people I'll, I'll use Sundays as a work day in sure. terms of of interviews and and talking to people and and I enjoy it it's a fun thing to do but what's what I find really cool about what you just said is listing off all those other people that work for us yeah and I oh I I misspoke work with us they work yeah, for yeah. us but they work with us you know it's right. it's it's like when you talk about the team we're a team like it's yeah. not it's yeah. not and it's I, a flat organization yes yeah it's yes. not hierarchical yes yeah. and t- titles are just there because we we need them not that we care like a, a motto that we have about like it, barring the fact that uh, of like this like wiping out the website there isn't really anything that one could do that can't be fixed you know and of course and that's part of what we do like we want people to explore and to push themselves and and to push their limits and you know the worst case scenario we'd have to rebuild you know like or like readjust you know and i think that's part and at the core i think there's a part of that that's that's how we we run PRS and how, you know, PRS developed is that, you know, push yourself, but stay in your comfort zone at the same time, you know, and do what you're good at and enjoy it. So I think that's a part of it. I think that's, that's really. Yeah. yeah. And I I should mention as part of the sort of, what did we do this week and mentioning the people on our team, Mm -hmm. we actually brought on a new team member a few weeks ago. And so this was my opportunity because she had a week off after she started Mm -hmm. uh, to get to work with her and uh, kind of get her in her role as the student support specialist. So basically the person who's like a success coach, who's like gonna help these students with making sure they're getting their needs met and Mm -hmm. all that. And just, that's such a cool role. Like it's such a cool, like that's what someone gets to do. Like their job is to make sure that the students are happy. Right. Um, you know, and to make sure that they, that things are working for them and that they're mm-hmm. not feeling abandoned into a technological void. Um, and just the fact that 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 was a role that we very deliberately wanted to have and that actually, in some ways, about half that role is what our director of digital experience did. Right. right. That, that right. About half of that job was something that Julie Sofrinko did. Mm-hmm. And then within, I guess, a year or something like that you know, we decided, you know, to, to make some changes and she happened to get a promotion and we are bringing on this other person to help out. And I know I have a bunch of ideas for some new people I want to bring on, but you can only bring on so many people at a time. Otherwise uh, the whole, the whole thing falls apart. You have to be Uh a little careful, careful with staggering that out. Um, But uh, anyway, yeah. So it's, it's really, just really great times. Mm-hmm. Uh, wonderful. Well, I thought uh, we could end by sharing some PRS news. And actually, I worked on this okay. this morning. Oh, so yeah? Okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, I did. Talking nice. about geeky geeky tech stuff. I had to do a uh-huh. geeky tech thing. And actually, I was really hoping you wouldn't go on the website between certain times of day. Uh, <laughs> and, the, and the same with our director of digital experience, who said, yeah, sure, uh, Rabbi Patrick, you can work on that. Because um, uh-huh. sometimes I'll do a little bit of, you know, I'll, I'll kind of help in different parts of of the organization even even if it's not my responsibility i want to be a good team member uh you know help out a little bit so i was helping out with this one thing and i was like trying different things i had decided last night there was like three different approaches to it and i knew one of the three was going to work and so i was like if no one if i get up nice and early 
and no one's on the website and the team, I go into Slack and I post that I'm, you know, my boker, 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 boker post that I do every morning at 830. I was like, I do this like a half hour early and no one responds. Plus it's Shabbat already for like half of our students who live on the other side of the globe. I'm like, I can just try these three different things and it'll, and one of them will work and it did. But um, anyway, I'm not going to go into the technological details, but it, it worked out great. So uh, the, the news to share mm-hmm. is that we have something called the Community Bait Midrash. Uh, so, you know, we were talking about how do you give people an opportunity to take some of these elective type courses, um, even if they don't want to become a rabbi. And so mm-hmm. we have 30 plus courses that are available to the general public. You pay one fee. It's a one lifetime fee and you can access everything and you can access it for life. And we're adding new courses all the time. And I, you know, wasn't even prepared with the huge list of different classes we have, but I know uh, creating inclusive Jewish spaces, uh, we have a course on Mikra Otkadolot that's about to go up. We have the master course on Hasidism, the LGBT uh, Jewish thought course. I know Rabbi Sandy, oh. you did a women in Torah uh, yes. course, mm-hmm. a short, short course on that. Um, I believe that my social justice course is up. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, you know, another course, the Jewish social justice. Uh, we have a course on Ketuvim that just went up, uh, Practical Halacha. Uh, is up. I mean, it just I could keep going on and on and on. Sure, uh, yeah. We have a three part three part series on the Torah that's looking at the Torah from a source critical perspective. Uh, all all kinds of great stuff. So if you want to try out those courses, um, you know, even if you don't want to become a rabbi, you still have the opportunity to do that learning. And like I said, like my favorite part of this is that you pay one fee and you have it for life, and then it'll right. it'll keep growing. So you never have to feel like you paid for something and it's just, it is what it is. And right, you know, right. did you ever, you know, you'll always be getting these, you know, little updates about new classes being posted mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. things like that. So I'm right. excited so about that. That's, that's very exciting. And the fact is that it, the best part is that, is that it's a one-time fee, you know, and, and the courses continue to be added and you can just always go in because the, the worst thing you ever do is like you, you pay a lifetime fee for something and it never changes, you know, and you yeah. Yeah, and so that's the thing. So right, and and that could be found probably what under our program tab, right in the on yeah. The website. So yeah, yeah. So if you want to find cool. us at jewishpluralism.org, you can go on there. You can find this. Uh, join the community, Beit Midrash. In mm-hmm. one click, you can join. It's very very easy. Um, also, you know, like we'll probably say at the end of every podcast, you can contact us on there. Better to contact contact us on there than social media. Always better to contact us through the website because with social media, you know, we might miss something and we don't want people to, to be ignored. So uh, if you message us on, if you message us on the website, it goes directly to Rabbi Sandy um, in his inbox. Uh, and he, he's very good about, I'm just saying personally, I think you're very <laughs> yeah. good at reaching out to people unless it's, you know, Shabbat or a holiday. Or sure, whatever. sure. Right. No, I, I, you know what? It's a motto. We try, we try to get back to people as fast as possible because if you have a question, we want to answer it for you. So it's, we're, right. we're here. We're here. It's what, 24 six. We're here. Yep. Absolutely. Right. Right. Absolutely. Right. Very cool. Yeah. Just go on our website, yeah. jewishpluralism.org. Check mm-hmm. out everything. We have information about registering, all that good stuff. And I, I think we would love to have, you know, anyone listening, uh, who really cares about pluralism, if you've listened to this vi- uh, this podcast and you 
have a sense that who we are and what we're about matters to you uh, and reflects who you are, then I think there's a pretty good chance that you're going to feel good about pluralistic rabbinical seminary. Yes, I would agree. And you know, when we are, we are blessed to be working with such great people and to have such great students. And uh, we, if this is something that you've been thinking about, my advice to everyone is do it. If, if it's something yeah. that you're thinking about doing, don't wait because in 10 years, you're going to wish you did. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. application so. is free. Why not? It just takes exactly. time to fill out an application. That's it. There's exactly. no cost. So why right. not do it? I mean, the worst thing you might have to do is speak to me. <laughs> so, so we'll see we'll see you know that's fine but yeah but we definitely definitely look forward to to if you're interested in and what we're talking we spoke about today uh piques your interest check us out jewishpluralism.org wonderful well rabbi sandy shabbat shalom and shabbat uh, shalom to you. seeing you uh for our next recording of the pluralistic rabbinical seminary uh, amazing amazing take care everyone